This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Kat from One Block. One Block Barbershop, you got it. Awesome. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? Um, pretty warm today, but <laughs> but, but great otherwise. <laughs> it's just been warm the last couple of days. But uh, wasn't it a few days ago when we had like rain, like for a few minutes? Forever. <laughs> Forever it felt. But that's fine. We need it, I guess. <laughs> so you are, you cut hair. I do cut hair. Let's go way back. How did that start for you? Oh my goodness. Um... It was always something that, like, I enjoyed personally. Like, I always, you know, when I was a young person, I always had weird, different hair. Um, that was kind of the compromise in my house. So, like, I could do whatever I wanted to my hair, but I couldn't, like, get any tattoos or body modifications <laughs> <laughs> until I was, like, 18. Okay. Um, so that was the compromise. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's something I've always enjoyed and, and always, uh, you know, really found interesting. And, uh, yeah. What are some of the things you did to your hair? Oh, I've had, like, a whole bunch of variations of, like, mullets and rat tails and, like, different colors. <laughs> <laughs> which which colors do you like for your hair, though? Uh, I don't know. I'm rocking the salt and pepper right now. I'm just going to go with that. I think it's my favorite. It's the least maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so, uh, did you get a tattoo once you turned 18? Oh, I waited till I was 19, and then I, <laughs> I still have regrets about it, but it's fine. <laughs> what, what, what was it, and why the regret? I don't know. It's just, it's not, it doesn't fit my life anymore. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay, But okay. it's better than some of the ones I wanted when I was like 16 and I was like, <laughs> could have got like a Spider-Man tattoo or something and I, you know, it almost happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't have any superheroes. No, no. None. That was a long time ago. Okay. And then, um, so obviously I'm, I'm guessing from what you're saying, your tattoo means something to you. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Depends. Depends on the day. Okay. I could get really poetic. I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. And then, um, so when did you decide to actually turn something you loved into a career? Uh, I, w- I went to university for a couple of years and I didn't really love that. And then I worked a bunch of jobs that I didn't love at all. And I was just like, you know what? I'm hell with it. I'm going to go to hair school. It's nine months and, you know... If I don't love it, then that's fine. It's only nine months versus mm. like, you know, full diploma or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what didn't you like about university? I what were you studying also? I was taking political science and like oh, international okay. development. And, you know, the, I really enjoyed the theory aspect of it. But I think just like that kind of setup for education is not for me. I'm more hands-on. I got to be moving. I can't be like uh, sitting around. Gotcha, I can't gotcha, read. Gotcha. I can't read a full book to save my life. <laughs> So even if you enjoy the subject, oh yeah, yeah, I just I'm like I gotta stand, I gotta walk around. Hey, um, audiobooks. I, I, yeah, I could try that. I could try that. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I could try. Yeah, it. that's me. Like I'm like you. Really, I can't read. Like I guess I can read, but uh, I guess boring. So um, <laughs> yeah, so someone suggested audiobooks, and it's like I'll try it. I have not tried one yet, but I'll uh-huh. try it. And if I do, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, keep me posted. <laughs> <laughs> and then um so nine months what did you, what's like the curriculum for the nine months uh, you know i think it's changed a bit since i was in school so it was a long time ago mm. um 
but it typically starts off it's like a lot of theory you know you talk about like sanitation and things like um over direction and you know what was that uh, it's like how you will direct your hand to create a result within a haircut. Oh. So, you know, it's a lot of theory. Like if you put your hand here, the hair is going to fall here. If you put your hand here, the hair is going to fall there. So it's just a lot of that kind of lingo and learning the lingo too. And, um, talking about, you know, different hair textures and the theories of like hair color. And then after that, we move on to like technical stuff. Okay. It's so, like actually physically cutting hair. Um, how how many months do you, into the program do you get to start actually cutting hair? Oh my god, I think it was like five weeks. <laughs> they like throw you to the wolves. They're like, <laughs> sink or swim, baby. So, get her done. <laughs> I'm thinking. I, I was thinking it was going to be like more like two months. And um, how do like so? Whose hair do you cut? Do you cut each other's hair or? Oh, it. In hair school, you start off on mannequins, so it's oh, like a little yeah. less. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not as intense. Um, and then I, I really can't remember how far into it, but you know, then people would pay to come to the school and get their hair cut for like a discounted price. Oh, but you know, hmm. you got to prepare to be there all day because it what? takes a oh, because when you're learning, it it takes a long time to do anything, right? Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, you're saving money, so money time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of like old ladies coming into to get you know like roller sets and then their hair done for like the next week and they come in a week later, you know. <laughs> so lots okay. of rollers. Holy smokes, huh? I didn't even think of that. And then the people that actually come to pay to get their hair, how um is it? How do you even hmm? Is a particular day that happens or any day? Yeah, so there'd be days where we'd be, like, in class, and then there'd be days when we would be on the floor, like, taking clients or, um, you know, doing mannequin work or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how many hours was each day in school? Uh, it worked out to be about 30 hours a week. Oh, okay. So that would be, like, what the expectation would be. Gotcha, I gotcha. So as gotcha, long gotcha. as you were meeting those hours and, like, coming to your class time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... um. So what's the, like, do they have a special thing for graduation? Like, I guess the final exam, is it like a special haircut or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you, oh my God, I'm blanking on this. Um, yeah, I, we had like theory uh, portion of it. We would have like a technical portion of it. I mean, ultimately the big exam is the one that you have to take for the Cosmetology Association to actually get your license. Oh. So that's a two-part kind of deal. Um, one part is all theory, and then the other part is a technical exam. Wait, so the association is different from the union, right? Oh, the association is, I guess, it's, I wouldn't classify it as like a union, but it is our governing body. Oh, like body. a group of, yeah. oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. They, they run everything. Huh. And so, um, the school also has to get a license from them too, right? Yeah. Smokes. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty involved. Huh. Okay. And then, um, so there's a, is there a written part and then an actual cutting hair part? Yeah. And who do you cut? Like, is an actual person or? Yeah. Oh. Uh, my poor mom was my mom. <laughs> she had some really messed up haircuts when I was in her school. So bless her soul <laughs> for going through that with me. Oh man. Um, then, so you finished the nine-month course. Do you start working right away? I started working pretty soon after. I think I was only um, fun employed for like a month, maybe. <laughs> uh, I started working pretty soon um, okay. after. Um, yeah, I've been actively like working in the industry for 
almost eight years now. So. Uh, and did you start right at one block or? No, no. I worked at a couple other places uh, before I started there. And then I've been at one block uh, for five years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. And why did you decide to join one block? Uh, you know, that space was always something that was kind of an enigma to me. I was kind of always sort of intimidated to go in because I'd seen some of the work that um, the staff there were putting out. And, you know, it was way beyond anything that I was seeing happening in any other space in the city. Uh-huh. Um, and also, too, you know, uh, Michael Phillips was the original owner and he really wanted to create a space that was super like welcoming for queer folks and you know just anything that was like just just he did what he could to make it the most inclusive space possible in the mm. city so you know it was things like not gendered pricing for haircuts or styles um you know and, and just hosting events and and trying to be part of the community as much as possible mm. Um, so that was something that I really valued, but I was also like, everyone there is super cool and (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous to go there. Um, and yeah, so when I, uh, friend, uh, was working there at the time and they said, you know, we're looking for somebody else. Uh, you should really get in touch with Michael. Um, so I, I reached out to Michael and said, you know, Hey, I would love to come be here. (laughs) Uh, I was like. And yeah, then Michael's super sweet angel. Uh, he uh, he and I had coffee and just kind of talked about our expectations, and I've been there ever since. Oh wow! So, <clears throat> did you start like as an apprentice, or how do, how does? Oh, I I was fully licensed at the time, so oh. I just went, I was working at another salon uh, before, gotcha, gotcha. and then went from that space uh, to one block. Oh wow! Yeah. And then now you own the. Place. I do, yeah. When did that happen? And when did you when did you know the transition was going to happen? Uh, so I officially took over the business back in January, mm-hmm. um, and we started sort of uh, the process back like the end of October, beginning of November. Oh. Um, yeah, he's just kind of looking for a change of scenery, and you know, he uh, was was looking to hire or like hire um, to sell like within the business. You know, so he approached a couple people, and I was the only one that was crazy enough right off the bat to be like, "I'll do it." <laughs> Pick me. <laughs> so he left town, or he's in the city, or uh, he lives outside of the city. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's probably part of it too. He had a long commute; he bought a house um, like three hours outside of town. <laughs> so wait, he did that every day, or no, no, no. Oh, 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 no. oh, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. okay. When he sold it, he got this house out of town, or he he had the house before and then decided so, that it was too too much to God have a place it. in the city, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And I mean, so you said you were crazy enough to take this place, mm-hmm. but uh, what made you decide to act? accept our like you know take it on uh it it was just a for me the the salon was was always um really important i think in terms of like community um because it it was something that halifax had never seen before you know Mm. um where you know like so these events were happening uh supporting like a lot of like uh queer initiatives in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was, when I officially went there, it was a place that I felt like I could truly be myself. Mm. Um, being in an industry that has very like binarized, 
uh, beauty standards is is tough, you know, especially when, you know, I like I'm a queer person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't wear makeup. I don't have long hair. I'm not into that. Um, you know, it works for other people. It's not for me. Mm. And, you know, I'd worked in spaces where they're like, you need to wear full face makeup. You need to wear more lipstick. And I, and I actually said to a, a manager one time, I was like, so you're asking me to come to work in drag, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and, she no me and she was like, she was like, yes. <laughs> oh, shoot. Wow. So, wow. Um, you know, what, what, what I, I mean, I'm, I've never caught her before. So is there any advantage to looking more feminine when you walk in a salon or? Well, I think that's the, like, the industry idea is that, you know, because it is still, like, a very, like, male-driven industry. I mean, a lot of these um, platform artists and folks making the curriculum uh, for hair schools and for brands, um, you know, there's a lot of dudes making decisions for, for women. Gotcha. You know? Mm. Um you know, so it there there is definitely um, an expectation that you have to be a certain way. Oh. Um, which you know, I, I mean, it's like that for most industries, I think. Um, so when I found out about the space, I um, uh, yeah, I, I was really excited to make make the jump. <laughs> yeah, I think the one thing that shocked me when we first talked was, um, I didn't know that the pricing for genders are different. I didn't yeah. know this. And I I I still don't understand the reasoning for that because at the end of the day, it's still hair, right? Yeah, like, it's like a shortcut is a shortcut. Yeah, a long cut is a long cut. Yeah, you know, and depending, you know, some people with short hair, it can take longer than a long cut. So you know, I think it's it should be looked at more about your timing and less about like, oh, your, you know, your body gender is or your your assigned sex or whatever mm. is this so you're gonna pay this much more mm. for a haircut mm. even though it could be the exact same amount of work mm. you know like it would be ridiculous for me to go in and get the haircut that i'm getting and then pay 60 dollars when i could just get a buzz cut or whatever for like 20 bucks you know mm. what i mean mm. it doesn't make sense yeah so well i mean it's great that uh one block is doing that and you are continuing that yeah. you know tradition uh does being queer actually do you feel even more responsible for keeping that tradition going? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I think for me, it's it, it's kind of a sacred space in that way where it's, you know, people, I, I want people to come in and feel comfortable and, um, and not feel like they're being pigeonholed into this idea of, of who they are based on like their surface, mm, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, that was something. That's something that I think was the most important for me, especially when, uh, you know, I found out that Michael was was looking to sell the business. I really wanted to uh, make sure we could keep the space going, you know, mm. Mm. Um, and especially keep it within the family too, because you know we all have really high expectations of each other and and the work that we do, and and also there's a lot of care there. I feel like, you know, we're one really like tight dysfunctional family. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I think we all kind of kind of get it. We're all kind of on the same level of what we expect from each other and yeah. um, the work we put out and, and, you know, the relationships we have with our guests are really important. We have guests who've been coming since day one. Mm. Um, you know, we've, I, I, I love everybody that sits in my chair. You know? And how long has one block been? Uh, it was seven years in January. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Pretty established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like uh, thinking, okay, maybe 
few years. But okay, yeah, yeah. Sony is great. Um, yeah, and then you were talking about this tight, close knit, dysfunctional family. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing, how do you choose people that work there? That is, that's the toughest thing. So for me, you know, just taking over, um, it's something that I'm, I'm still sort of looking at, you know, how do I pick somebody who's going to come and basically spend most of their life, you know, day in and day out, um, with everybody else. Um, I, you know, I definitely think, um, if I'm looking for somebody, you know, they definitely have to be creative. Um, they have to be driven, um, you know, they have to be mindful to, I mean, of, you know, what's going on in the world and like, mm. um, just like mindful of the community and the space that we take up in the community, uh, just something that's really important to me. Um, you know, especially in, in, in a neighborhood like Gotta Gym where it's like, it's shifting so much and, you know, in some ways it's, it's great. And in a lot of ways I find it's really harmful too. So, you know, in what ways? Just, you know, I mean, mass gentrification of this neighborhood and, and losing integral parts of the community and, you know, still wanting to have a space that's, like, inclusive and people can come in and hang out, you know, and they don't even have to come and get their hair cut. They can just come and have a coffee and, like, shoot the shit and mm. whatever. Um, you know, because we are, you know, a salon that makes money in a community that predominantly didn't have businesses that made money in mm. it for a long time. Um you know, so that that's something that I I care about, um, and that's something that I'm I'm looking at for future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when hiring folks, you know, people have to be mindful of the space that we take up in the community. Um, you know, being mindful of, I guess, like identities of the folks that are coming to get their hair done there, mm-hmm. and and being respectful and being just being caring. I think it's really important. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it like from zero to 60, you know? <laughs> wow. Um, so right now, how many people are in part of this family? Oh, my God. Myself. My stomach keeps crawling. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, myself. Uh, so there's six of us right now. Mm. That are and there that's every like day. maxed out or are you getting more people? Uh, that's pretty maxed for right now. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty small space. We, um, yeah, we only have five chairs. So those six people include like a receptionist. So. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, so that's, yeah, we're definitely maxed out. And then you do walk-ins or it's, y'all have to book? We have booking. Um, we do book up very quickly. So, you know, if there is space that day, then we will take walk-ins, but nine times out of ten you kind of snooze, you lose. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that's <laughs> okay. So you have to go online. Well, the best way to come get your haircuts, go online, check. How do you even, um, do you just say, I, I want to cut my hair, I go on, on the website and mm-hmm. then make a booking. Do I choose who I work, work with or you can choose based on, you know, we, we have artist profiles on our website. So you can go check out our website and you know, Oh, this person looks like, they fit, you know, the vibe that I'm going for. Mm. Um, and yeah, you can pick, you know, whatever service you want. If you want color, you want a haircut, um, yeah, you can just book from there oh, or you well, can call too. Uh, oh yeah. People still call <laughs> or email. Well, oh, email works too. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll take anything, you know, you can, you can, you can just drop off a post. Oh, I want to come in God. on these days. Wait, well, how about Instagram? 
Uh, we do have people that book from Instagram. Um, not as much as you would think, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like maybe twice a month or something. We'll get somebody like, how do I get in? <laughs> oh, okay. And here's the thing, though. A lot of people, not just in the city, but worldwide, um, use Instagram as a form of marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Do you? Is it something yeah, you use? Uh, we, that's pretty much our only source of any sort of like advertising. Mm. Um, yeah, that's not something that we haven't spent money on advertising. <laughs> well, uh, one block is, is kind of known, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're pretty established now. So, I yeah. mean, um, that was sort of the one thing that that when I first heard about one block, it was through Instagram. And mm. I was like, well, they're doing some cool shit over there, I gotta go <laughs> check it out. Um, but I'm also intimidated because it's really cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, we pretty much use Instagram only. I mean, there's been a couple festivals where we put like a flyer up or something, yeah, music yeah. festivals or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Instagram is pretty much our sole driving force. And how do you but, use Instagram? Oh, uh, people post their work, you know. Um, if, you know, you do something that you haven't done in a long time or ever, you mm. know, I, I try and encourage staff, you know, always post something, always, you know, put your current work up so people know what you're doing. Mm. Um I think, you know, your work is your best form of advertising as a stylist. You know, whatever you're putting out into the world, that's your calling card, you know? Yeah, because people know, oh, yeah, this person did this. Mm-hmm. And actually, when it comes to cutting hair, being a barber and stuff, um, mm-hmm. what is the most difficult thing to do? Is it coloring hair? I don't know. I don't I know why it's... I think it's coloring hair that's the most difficult. Is it? I, th- I think it depends on the person, honestly. Oh, okay. You know, it, it's... Um... We all have our strengths and weaknesses. It's like anything because it is a pretty broad industry, right? You know, mm. um, styling is one thing. Coloring is another thing. Cutting is a completely different. It's its own, its own entity, right? Mm. Um, you know, for me personally, like I love doing clipper cuts. Like I love cutting hair just in general. I find that's where my interest is. Mm. You know, and I do love doing color. Like I love, I will bleach anything i <laughs> love bleaching hair i don't know how what long it... does that take though to change your hair from black to say i don't know like super blonde uh i mean sometimes you can't even do that <laughs> it depends um yeah it 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 varies person to person i mean yeah. uh one of my stylists started a color at like 5 30 in the afternoon and didn't get home until almost two in the morning what <laughs> it took so long holy smokes in um, that case when you are charging is it pay, like is it it's like hourly time? Oh, okay, hourly okay, and okay. then if we i mean also product costs too because i mean using hair color is it, it's expensive oh, so we charge additional for that gotcha. um yeah that's product is like a whole other ball game i mean oh, <laughs> you know, okay. it's a whole other universe and um, um, so like we when it comes to coloring hair is it like which coloring the whole hair one color or going multiple color? Which one is more difficult to do? I think putting like a like a single color on is pretty straightforward. You know, you put it on, you let it process for X amount of time, mm. you rinse it, you do your thing. Um, but I mean, it gets more expensive the more steps you have to. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so if you get in, you know, I guess the the industry standards like if it's more than two steps it's a color correction and then that's like a whole other oh yeah. hmm. what's a color correction it's like let's say if um you know i have like dark brown hair and i want to go to like 
super light blonde, mm. but I want to have like a different color in the front. It's like you know you have to take like three steps. Oh, okay, or more. To do that one. And yeah. Then, oh man. Stripping and then you know everything <clears throat> else, right? Um, like stripping the color, not actually stripping. <laughs> Let's clarify that for a second. Um, yeah. So it's. I was it's like, whoa! Involved. What's up? He's like, you guys don't bring that. <laughs> That's extra. <laughs> That's after hours. <laughs> BYOB. Oh my god, cat. No. Man, um, what's your average day like at one block? Uh, I would say I, I keep my days like I try not to keep my day too hectic. But I mean, some folks are there like nine hours a day, ten hours a day, like mm. or more. It depends on. What's happening? How long does this shop stay open for? We open at ten, and then our advertised hours, you know, from Tuesday to uh, Saturday, are, it um, is ten to eight, mm. and then Sunday is twelve to five. Okay. Um, but it just depends. Everybody is kind of in charge of their own schedule. Gotcha. Um, you know, we as long as somebody's there within those hours to to maintain the opening hours, that's my only expectation. Okay. Um. Yeah, it really depends on the person, like, um, and depends on what they're doing. You know, if you have a day where it's like three or four colors back to back, that's uh, probably <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Um, but I've also booked days too where I actually I had one day where I booked like thirteen haircuts before Christmas. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I was really tired. <laughs> I was really tired. Holy the next smokes! Day. Yeah. God damn it. So it was like, boom, 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 Oh, boom. yeah. Gosh, man. Do yeah. you, like, you had a break at some point, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but that was my fault, right? Like, oh, I didn't okay. schedule one, and I was just like, oh, fill my day. Who cares? <laughs> let's, get, let's get wild, you know? Oh, um, no. And then um, what are some things, some basic things you have to do to keep the shop going? Um keep my staff happy <laughs> it's really important um yeah you know i i you're only as good as your team and you know i have a phenomenal team of people who take their careers very seriously and and are really creative and um you know i, I try and be as supportive and accessible to them as possible um so, I mean, definitely keeping your staff happy is really important. Mm. Um, you take care of them, they'll take care of you. Um, but also, you know, we really try to offer the best service we possibly can when um, a guest is in for whether it's like a bang trim to, you know, an all out, like bleach all over, total like tear down, rebuild, new style, wow. you know, so... Uh, you know, we, we we try and offer extra things uh, just to make that experience special because, you know, we live in a world where people are very career focused and very busy. And sometimes that's the only time a person sits down in the run of a day. Yeah. So, you know, we start with a scalp and shoulder massage after we do your consultation. We have tea, coffee. Uh, we have a lot of sprizzly drinks also <laughs> um you know just like extra things so if you get a haircut you get a scalp massage if you get a color you get a hand massage and you know we just we just try and offer the best service that we can offer for people mm. um because you know you do it's not cheap to get your hair done yeah. um and it should be special and people should feel feel good about themselves and how they look when they leave and i think that's the main thing is like I guess keep your staff happy, absolutely. But mm -hmm. also, 
your guests are, you know, they, they put they put the food on your table, right? <laughs> they pay your bills yeah. and they feed my two cats and my dogs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> my babies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I think that's ultimately the most important thing is like not forgetting what you're there for. And that's to offer uh, an exceptional service for somebody who, you know, is there to look and feel good at the end of the day. That's awesome. And talking about keeping your staff happy, what are some of the things you do to keep them happy? Um, I think it's really important for employers to, especially in this industry, to acknowledge that it is a really strenuous job. It's mm. probably the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I pay for benefits. So my staff. Wait, can't... what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Holy um, that was something that, that Michael Phillips started when, um, when I like first started working there, um, paying for benefits and making sure that, you know, we could go for massage and, you know, chiropractor and, um, you know, even things just to go like talk to a therapist and be like, I am stressed out. Like help me out. Um, I think that's really important. Um, especially cause it is, it is a physically, mentally, and sometimes really emotionally draining job. Mm. Um, you know, especially on days like me when I book 13 haircuts before Christmas, (laughs) um, well, I also want to ask: Do you have situations where someone comes to do their hair, and it's one of those super long ones, and then they just tell you things you really don't want to hear? Oh yeah. <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, I'm I'm a hairpist. You know that? <laughs> I have people tell me some wild stuff, yeah. but you know, I also tell people some wild stuff okay. too. And I think you just kind of assess the situation out. You know, I've guessed I've been doing their hair ever since I started mm. in the industry, and. You know, so they've kind of grown up with me. Um, so, you know, you hear a lot of you hear a lot of stuff and, mm. you know, obviously it's like in confidence or whatever, Definitely. you know, yeah, yeah. especially if like you're the only person in the salon and somebody's like, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> or did you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, th- that's something that's kind of, again, you know, it's, it's, it's an additional service we offer. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have so many extras we do we do um i think msi should cover people getting their hair done because it's it's good for your mental health oh yeah, yeah i was just thinking of that wow wow <laughs> wow um so i i'm what are some future plans you have for one block um so now that i'm starting to get a grasp on actually how to run the business and mm. and do simple things like order product and <laughs> You know, our air conditioner broke I think the other day. you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah. But, you know, just like like now that I'm getting better at, like, crisis control, yeah. um, um, I, I want to do some renovations in the fall. I have some plans to do, um, you know, some upgrades in the physical space. Mm. Um, but also I want to get back to doing what we were doing before, um, which is a lot more like community sort of events. Um, I want to you know, try and come up with some collaborative efforts, um, with some groups in like the actual North end, like mm. around Gottagen. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's really important, uh, to get more involved in that way. Um, I think for a long time we were doing so well at, at hosting things and being visible in the community specifically in the queer community. Mm. Um, and it's just one of those things when you grow, you get busy and then it becomes a part of the grind of like, you know, you're tired at the end of the day. Yeah. You just want to go home. You don't yeah. have time to do extracurricular curricular thing, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think now that I have a handle on things, I want to kind of get back to that and, 
do some more work in the community and and try and give back because you know I, I love this neighborhood mm. so much it it means a lot to me um and I feel really like I said really privileged to be in in this neighborhood mm. so yeah that's my that's my main thing and you live in oh you live in an yeah. okay yeah I, I actually I live like right around the corner from here oh. so <laughs> I'm a four minute walk to work <laughs> oh that's cool yeah um okay Kat, I'm gonna end it with this sure what does going here mean to you for me, it, hair is, is such an important part of somebody's identity in, in my mind because it's one of the things that people make the first judgment about you. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you see somebody and you're like, it, it, I think it says a lot about your lifestyle, a lot about your personality. Um, and for me, to be able to offer a service that kind of makes people feel um, feel seen mm -hmm. in who they are is, is really important. Um, I... I I always want somebody to like get out of my chair and feel like they are their their true self, you know. And I know that's like it's a pretty like heavy statement. It's like oh, it's just a haircut, but I think when when you look the way that you want to look, you feel good. I agree. Um. So that's yeah. I just want people to to feel at home and how they look. Thank you so much for coming to podcast. Thank you so today. much for having me. I had pleasure. a wonderful time. And um, do you have any idea when the next when you are going to do your first event? Because I'm hoping for Halloween. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday. Do you know what uh, you're going to be for Halloween? I'm working on that. I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, I always have this. Uh, I get caught between these two costume ideas and I never end up doing them. So I was like, oh, I want to be Nancy Grace. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I want to be Long Island Medium. So I don't know <laughs> like, which one it's going to be. And then I, I, you know, I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll be like uh, Beth Chapman, like Dog the Bounty Hunter's yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's too soon because she just passed away. So I won't do that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, always, I have too many ideas, so oh, I can't okay. lock it down yet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.